Hey everyone, welcome back to Raising Unicorns by Harmon Brothers. And in today's episode, we break down the Black Friday and Cyber Monday strategy you should start implementing right now. Like, right now, before it's too late. Unicorns are real. In the past eight years, Harmon Brothers has helped raise five unicorns. Yes, that's five companies with a billion dollar valuation, with at least six more companies right on the cusp of becoming unicorns. Here on Raising Unicorns, we share the lessons we've learned to help you grow your business by tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars. It's time to start raising a unicorn of your own. Welcome back to the podcast. We are so grateful to have you. I am Britt Ellsworth. I am a strategist, media buyer, wear many hats person at Harmon Brothers. And Tom is with me. He is strictly a media buyer and a an incredibly good one at that. Okay, today we're going to be talking about prepping for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, because now is the time. It is not in a month. It is not in two months. It is not the week before Black Friday. It is now. So we're going to talk about some things like audience building, email, giveaways, attribution tools, and creative. Tom, where did you want to start? Yeah, no, uh, this is the time to start prepping for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. After being in the industry for over a decade, and man, I feel old when I say that, but after being in the industry for over a decade, I have seen what happens when you wait until the beginning of November to start prepping all this stuff, and you can do it. It just makes the next eight weeks just kind of a living hell. It's hard, it's terrible, but if you can start now, it will make things so much easier on you, your team, anyone that you're working with to build creative, getting your ads ready, inventory. There's just so many things that if you can start doing it now, will make the holiday season a little bit easier to manage. But also if you're planning well, you know, it has the potential, even with a pandemic still kind of clutching onto us, the potential of a recession, everything going on. Uh, there's still some strong potential for you to do really well with it. Yeah, I think you make a good point. If you're waiting to put these things together, to put your plan together and your creative together and what your deals are and when your deals are, the problem is you add stress to that planning time and you get a lot of breakdown in communication. You got a lot of anger and hurt feelings and you miss a lot of deadlines. And so what I have seen is the earlier you start prepping the more clear-headed you are as you're thinking through, okay, what are our deals? When do our deals start? What does our creative look like? What are we really trying to focus on? And then testing can happen on an earlier timeline as well. Like what I like to advise clients to do is use different testing times throughout the year to find offers that really, really resonate and bring those back for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. The more time you give yourself, the more healthy you and your company will be around this time. And I'm sure you've been through it before but it can get hyper, hyper stressful. And your messaging can get really mixed. If you are planning and prepping last minute, you're not going to have a cohesive message. You're not going to be clear because your brain isn't working right because you're under so much stress. Oh yeah. It is hard to keep everything going on because I mean, in the midst of all that, you've got your own personal things that you're trying to do for the holiday season. And you're trying to make sure everyone else has what they need for the holiday season. It can be difficult. The first place to start with all of this, especially 
especially right now, is audience building. There's a piece of this that I want to talk about that is near and dear to my heart, and Britt has heard me talk about this many, many times. But before I delve into that, I want to let Britt, or at least ask you a question, with audience building, what are some things that you've seen work well and things that you're trying to have clients do now in preparation for the holiday season with audience building, specifically on Facebook? I think the goal right now, as far as like active media buying is to build up audiences of interested people, people who resonate with your brand, who potentially would want to buy your product and just engage them within the platform. Because Facebook, particularly by all platforms, the audiences have a much longer shelf life when you are keeping them on platform. This is a good time to start building there. So we have a 180 day look back for things like video views, things like post engagement, things like viewing your page or interacting with ads, those kinds of things. Possibly, actually, Tom, you might know this. Do clicks remain for 180 days? The way that I look at it is if someone is performing an action on app, so Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp, any of those, you've got a 365 day look back. But if they're doing something where it takes them off of the application, then it's 180 days. That's where I look at things is that if I'm keeping people on app, I've got a 365 day look back. Clicks, it would be more under like whether they've engaged with a post or ad. If you're doing like lead gen, you're gonna be looking at something like an audience of people who have opened up your lead form or opened up the lead form and submitted. That's where I kind of segment and break out those two different audiences. Let's get into what your favorite way to engage in app is, and that is none other than instant experiences. Let's talk through that. Instant experiences are near and dear to my heart and are something that I've been using since Facebook first rolled them out when they were called Canvas. And this was probably six or seven years ago. And really the only people using them at that point in time were like Carnival, Volvo, and a handful of others. And a lot of companies tend to stay away from them because they can be very creative heavy. What an instant experience is, is a microsite housed within Facebook. So you're basically duplicating your landing page or product page, a squeeze page, whatever you want to call it, and having it housed within Facebook. And there's a lot of benefits to this. One is that you're keeping people within the Facebook or Instagram platform. So they don't leave, but they're engaging with your content beyond the ad. Facebook and Instagram really digs that because you're keeping people on platform. You're not taking them off platform. So there's that benefit and that usually rolls into a decreased ad cost. The times that I've ran that, I've gone from a 67 cent cost per landing page view, sending someone to the website and a landing page. I duplicated that landing page in an instant experience and was able to take my cost per landing page view from 67 cents to 13 cents. My click-through rate from two and a half percent to 13 percent. Definitely some very strong gains in terms of ad cost and efficiencies there. Some other things is that you can bring in your product catalog. So if you're on Shopify, WooCommerce, something where you have a product catalog that's being piped into your ad account, 
you can bring that in. I did this with a client back in February of this year and was able to build out an instant experience. And the cool thing about a product catalog in this particular scenario is again, I'm keeping people in app. They're staying engaged with the content for a longer period of time. But with a product catalog there, the term is deep linked, basically just means that when someone clicks on the product, it takes them directly to that product on your page. So they're skipping any kind of landing page, home page, anything like that. They're just going straight there. And when we did that, we were able to significantly reduce our cost per acquisition on what was typically like an AOV of about $100. And at that point in time, our cost per acquisition was sitting about a third of that, so right around 30 something dollars, running this instant experience, which was not only an audience builder because they were able to retarget them, but we also were able to use it for conversion building or conversions. It was able to reduce our cost per acquisition to about half half of that $30. So we were sitting about $15 on an AOV of 100. So an average order value. So instant experiences can be incredibly powerful. One of the other things that I kind of nerd out with is that an instant experience is directly tied to your pixel, which means that it has its own dedicated URL. So you can, if you want to get really nerdy on this, you can use one instant experience, like a website, have multiple ads running to it, and then you can start building audiences based based off of people who've visited a single instant experience two, three, four times, the amount of time they spent on that page. There's just a lot of benefits to it. The one downside, the one caveat that I tell a lot of people is that it can be very creative heavy, meaning that the instant experience, it's a very visual experience. It's a mobile app takeover. It takes over the entire screen on someone's device, on a mobile device. So that's something that you need to be aware of that as you're building these or getting prepped for that, that you're gonna be spending some more time on the creative side of things. But once you build that initial one or those initial two, three, the rest are a lot easier. So I love instant experiences highly recommend you add that into your mix of things, and even if it's kind of an evergreen piece of content, but they can be so powerful in audience building because you can retarget and build a bunch of different audiences. I could keep going. I love them. I think everyone should use them. Yeah, they're phenomenal. I've used them and I've gotten great results. I've also used them and not. So it's really important to start testing now and see if instant experiences are something that will work for your brand in your industry. It is nice that Facebook will kind of juice your results because like Tom said, they want you to keep users on the platform. So you do get a little bit of favoritism, which is, I mean, we'll take it, right? Another strategy to add on to what Tom's talking about with instant experiences is to link your email service provider with your Facebook ad account and within your instant experience, just capture those emails. Even, you know, you can do that alongside lead ads. You can do that separate from lead ads, but it is really important that you start capturing those email addresses now. So if you can do it with the juice of instant experiences, it's even better. Like we said, Tom, before, it's going to be much cheaper to build your email list now, right? As opposed to in October and early November, right? Oh yeah. Ad cost, no matter what, will go up starting mid-October. A lot of these things that we're talking about, if you can start implementing them now, will help mitigate those rising ad costs as we get closer to the holiday season. Yeah, audience building is a big thing. And 
using you know instant experience or some variation of that to build your email list and that's a great segue into kind of the next thing we're talking about and Britt you brought it up is email because you know how many times over the years Britt have we heard email is dead I think I hear it every year <laughs> like email is gone I always chuckle because I've worked with clients where I look at their email and their email is their single most profitable digital marketing channel for the cost and what they get out of it. So yeah, if there's ways that you can use this time now to build your email list. Britt, you mentioned that you've had clients get people into their email database for a really, really cheap cost, which is phenomenal. But a lot of people, when I bring it up, like oh, giveaways, they kind of poo-poo on it. When building up your email list, everyone's there for the free lunch. Like, yeah, that's gonna be the case, but as you said, Britt, is it cheaper to build your email list now or to wait until October? And if you're building it now and you're nurturing them now, I mean, you will be that much closer to getting sales than if you're adding to your email list in October at the higher price. It's really just beneficial all around. You have two months to start prepping these people, sending messaging, sending content to them, so that when you run your first sale in October, you know, let's say you're able to get 2,000 people added to your email database and if 5% of them buy. You're talking about your acquisition costs are so incredibly low. You're not paying Facebook for that purchase because you're getting the purchase through an owned channel. You know what I mean? And you said something that's really interesting that everyone should remember and be aware of. There's a difference between, and people sometimes use the term of like rented traffic, directed traffic, and owned traffic. What is the difference between like directed traffic, and directed and rented gotta be one and the same. What's the difference between those and owned traffic? Great question. So if you are using a platform to get traffic to your site, that platform is really owning that traffic. Like that's where they're living. That's where they're returning to. That's where they go to get their information, you know, however you want to look at it. But you are enticing people off of that platform and you're paying for that, right? You're kind of renting it. You don't have access to that traffic at any time, right? You have to go back through the platform to get access, either through remarketing or through organic or, you know, however you do it. But you don't own that because you don't have access to it at any time. But channels like email and SMS, whenever you want, you send out your bat signal and they get it. They may or may not open that, right? And that's where you need to refine your messages. You need to get better at capturing attention and things like that. But you can always land in their inbox. You can always land in their text inbox. And so that's what we refer to as owned. When you have access to them, like direct access, not going through anyone else. And with email, so tying this into audience building and with the holidays, like we've been talking about, if you can find ways to build your email database now, that's huge. And that could be with the giveaway. I've done that before. And the big thing with that, when you're looking at a giveaway or you're looking to partner with someone, you know, look at your total number of emails and, you know, roughly figure out how much revenue you generate per email per year. And I I've used that as kind of my metric of, you know, let's say you've got 200,000 people on your list, you figure they're doing X amount of revenue. So one email address is worth about $5. So if I can get people to my list for less than $5, then over the span of a year, I'm going to have a really good chance of adding additional revenue 
to our bottom line that way. And that's kind of how I've gauged or measured success on giveaways with things like that. And then also making sure that you're going through and you're reviewing your nurture sequence, your welcome series, your shopping cart abandonment, your post-purchase emails, or even build ones specific for the holidays. If you have a welcome series kind of pop up like, hey, subscribe now, get 10% off. Tools like Clavio and other ones give you the ability to A-B test. Do that now so that when you get into the holidays, still A-B test during the holidays, but try to get that message as dialed in leading up to the holidays as possible. Because in some cases, I've seen some welcome series emails generate as much as like 100K through efforts like that of just people coming to the site and joining through that. That's huge. So those are some things that when it comes to email, that can be so effective, so impactful. And if you start working on those things now, then when you get into the holiday season, it's just going to pay huge dividends, save you time, and hopefully bring in some more money into your bottom line at a profitable rate. I think we probably have just a little bit of time left for talking about creative and planning and building creative now. Is there anything particular you want to highlight about that part of it? I think the big thing to remember is that during the holidays, everyone's going to be peppered with ads, video ads, text ads, ads on the radio, ads on TV, YouTube, wherever it is. Be cognizant of the platform you're going to be on. And we've mentioned this before I've mentioned it with clients, the goal with an ad is to interrupt the pattern. Think about that. But also one of the things that we've seen over the past couple of years, we do videos. We've done videos for Squatty Potty, Purple, Fiberfix, Camp Chef, Lumi, many, many others. But during the holidays, one of the things that I've seen work really well are static images with simple text overlay. That way people can very quickly and easily see, hey, they're running a sale for X amount of dollars. You're trying to grab people's attention, but if all they're seeing is video, you know, people are already really busy during the holidays. So sometimes the static image can make a huge difference in those kind of efforts. What I like, I, I like a couple of things about static images, and I do find they can be really, really effective, especially when highlighting a special offer. You know, they're a little bit cheaper to run which is super nice, especially around holiday time where CPMs are jacked through the roof. They're a little bit more like a billboard where you can almost immediately understand, like process, okay, what is it they're talking about? And is it relevant to me? A video is phenomenal. I mean, that's what we do. We love video and we have ways of making it very effective. But the fact is with video, it takes a little bit of time to process. What is this? Is it relevant to me? And then kind of start to build that desire and then get them to take some action on it. Around holiday time, like we said, you know, CPMs are super high, which means the time that they spend on your creative is money. So if it takes too long for them to process, okay, what is this? They're going to move on. You want to basically say with a flashing sign, this is our deal. This is what you get because the shorter amount of time it takes from them to get from, I have no idea what this is to, I know what this is. And I know if it's relevant to me is going to be the difference in your costs. So I like images because in just a few words and an image, instantly they can understand what is this and is it for me? With some guidelines for what I advise clients 
on for static images is make sure there's very few words. You want economy of words. You want to make it super clear, you know, have images that are very, very clear. You can split test or test things like lifestyle images, product images, product demo images, that kind of stuff, because that's kind of going to relate to who you're talking to and what your product and industry is. But you want to make sure that you get that testing done early. Instant recognition is really the goal here. Like, don't make it confusing. Don't make it clever. Don't make it artsy. Just help them understand as quickly as possible what it is you're offering and, you know, help them decide whether it's for them. You know what I mean? I was just thinking last year, one of our clients, we did something really simple. We took an existing static image and I think Keith on our marketing team was the one that did it for me. He went in and all he added was some snowflakes falling. So we took a static image with text overlay. It was very simple, very clear. And we just added snow falling over. So technically speaking, it was a video and I used air quotes, even though you guys can't even see me. We ran that and it was incredibly effective. People were able to see what was going on. It was a static image for the most part with a little bit of movement and it interrupted that pattern, but it wasn't fancy, wasn't huge, wasn't grandiose. It was very simple and very effective. I hope that we've conveyed to you how important it is to jump on this now that you will be saving yourself time and stress and potentially like hurting your team. Your ad buyers will thank you. And they won't quit. (laughs) I can't make that promise actually, but they more than likely won't quit if you <laughs> plan early. Yeah, you don't want that. That would be definitely be bad. But your creative team, your ad buyers, everyone will appreciate you focusing on audience building now, working on email, even SMS. We didn't talk about it very much, but talk about your sales, what you're going to be doing for the holidays, your inventory situation, but also creative. Like Start considering those things now, and it will pay dividends and your team will be so grateful, particularly your ad buyers, because they'll be able to plan and be ready for the holidays when they're already anticipating a lot of these things happening. But if you can give them the tools that they need to be proactive and not reactive, it's going to be beneficial. It was a few years ago that Facebook went down on Black Friday and you could not even change your ads. You couldn't turn things on, turn things off, launch new ads. And there was a time between Black Friday and Cyber Monday in the last, I can't remember if it was last year or the last couple of years, where you couldn't upload. Like what you had in there was all you could run. Like you could make new ads, but you couldn't upload anything. So you kind of have to anticipate if I can't upload during that time, I have to have everything already uploaded. Just knowing that these are potential hiccups can help you plan better because it, re- it really does happen. Like there's so much traffic around this time on the platforms. It's not just smart to plan ahead. It's dumb not to. If that's too harsh, I apologize, but it's the truth. Preach it. All right. Well, sounds like we're wrapping up. I appreciate that you guys joined us. Let us know in the comments if you have any questions. Feel free. Also, we did offer this last time. Feel free to reach out to either Tom or me. Tom is Tom, T-O-M, at HarmanBrothers.com. I am Britt at HarmanBrothers.com, two T's. And we look forward to hearing your questions, comments, and scathing reviews. Bring it. We'll talk to you guys later. Uh, Bye-bye. For many businesses, 
customer acquisition and ad buying has been a nightmare ever since iOS 14. If you want help navigating the craziness of the e-commerce market, Harmon Brothers is offering a free webinar with three golden metrics you've probably never heard of. These metrics could help turn your company into a money-making machine. Just email us and we'll send you our value-packed video. You can reach us at podcast at harmonbrothers.com. Once again, that's podcast at harmonbrothers.com.